everybody, welcome to the first episode of Marcus and Eric Learn Stuff from Smarter People. I'm Eric Newman. I'm Marcus Monroe. And we have the amazing podcaster, comedian, Christina Hutchinson. Welcome, Christina. Yay, Christina. Wow, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. The first episode in this whole podcast series, we talk to people who have interesting jobs that Eric and I are both interested in. We talk to people who know things we don't know, and we try to pick their brain to pry and see what can we learn from you today. Right. Well, I got—I already have a tip. Okay. I want to hear it. Get two microphones. <laughs> so here's we. Do, you only have one, to be fair. Well, it's only, but I'm only one person. I have four mics in my lockers. Shoot. Okay. Well, we're trying a new setup today. Although this is the first podcast we're posting, it's not the first podcast we've done. And it probably we probably should have done it in order. We we should have done it in order, but we did it, and that and that's why this is great because this is why we have you because we want to learn about podcasting with you yeah. today. So this is perfect. So we should make a we're, list. We're making things. all these mistakes on purpose, Christina. Right? Yeah. Well, no, it's that's fine. I'm happy to help. So that's yeah, that's the first thing that caught my eye. But I'll have more probably. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we need to get another microphone. We definitely do. Okay. okay. So can somebody write that down? Marcus, write that down. Yeah. Oh, you, no, the second thing we should get is a pad of paper and a, and a pencil. Okay. Uh, who are we gonna get that from? Supplies make it look like you give a shit. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Joe Rogan had a notepad. Ooh. I can't believe. Why would we want to do anything that that guy did? Well, you know he knows what he's doing. Yeah, well, I also wore a mask. So. You also want $200 million contract? I mean, come on. No. Oh, okay. Well, then don't get notepads. This is the anti-podcast podcast. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not. It's very not. But okay, so I should get a notebook and a, a second microphone. So basically, Christina, in short, how do you podcast? Well, you need a topic, which you have. Okay, so that's good. Why does this topic interest you? Well, I think Eric and I both like to learn things from smarter people because him and I are both in our comedy worlds. Like all we do is study comedy all the time. So when we hear things on the news or we talk to our friends, it's hard for us to engage in conversations without it bringing it back to comedy because that's what we know the most exactly. about. And since we're at the top of our game in comedy. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. We want to feel humbled again and like normal people, you know? And, yeah. And Okay, so here, here's the thing. Was Guys, We Fucked Your First Podcast? Yes, it was. And then that time, we thought everyone had, and their mom had a podcast during that time. That was seven years ago. Uh, we, were, we were worried we were being hacks. But now, truly, everyone has a podcast. But I like that because you're getting the conversation going. You know, I, Listening to a podcast is so much better than listening to the, to the radio, like talking on a radio, because it's just jar the commercials are jarring. It's just jarring. But yeah, Guys We Fucked was the first, the first one, and we didn't really know what we were doing, but we did pitch it to the podcast network, Stand Up New York. And we kind of made this pitch that looked like a magazine proposal, like a professional PR proposal. We put, Kurt and I put a lot of work into details that other people don't give a shit about, but it makes us happy. So that's why we do it. And um, it makes us more organized. So yeah, we just kind of guns ablaze in first episode. We got eight in the can before we started releasing one. That's another tip that I recommend. That way you're not stressed out because understanding that it's going to be a weekly commitment and you don't really have an end in sight. You want to feel good about that. So having some podcasts, you know, in the can is will help. So would you recommend weekly episodic, like weekly episodes every every week, a fresh episode coming out, coming at you out of the oven? Yeah. Yep. One a week, I think is good. And make it, you know, not two hours, but I, I saw a lot of times guys we fucked is two hours, but I, I think we got to episodes that were that long um after there was very clear interest you know what i'm saying like you want to kind of leave people wanting more 
So what did, um, when you presented your pitch packet, what, what was the feedback? They just said, yes, we want this on our network. Let's go. When, when can you record? I mean, there wasn't much feedback because we, we presented them a fully formed idea. So there wasn't really room for them to add their two cents in because we had a clear vision. And how did you come up with that vision, that idea? Corinne got dumped by a guy she thought was the love of her life and it made her go a little insane. Great. Well, Eric just got dumped. No, no, it's different. <laughs> that's different. And that's also not the subject of this episode, Marcus. Sorry, buddy. Okay. How, are you gonna, how are you gonna relate my heartbreak back to podcasting? Well, because you're taking that energy from that heartbreak and you're putting, putting it, it into- Exactly. Yeah. And here we are now with, with, with Christina Hutchinson. Hutchins. This is good. It. It's all worth it. My life being in shambles is worth it now. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Tell us, Christina, when you put out your first podcast, when you recorded it to where you are now, what were some of the challenges? I mean, because this is a, this, what I'm figuring out right now is a tough road to, to, to travel. You know, it's an uphill battle. You have to make yourself different. You have to do things- so people will listen to it. How do you combat all those challenges? Have a good name. Have a name that gets people's attention. Guys, we fucked. You really don't need to say anything else other than that. You're going to check it out whether you think it's a good idea or a terrible idea. You're going to check it out. And when you do, we deliver because Quinn and I are very funny. We had been comedy partners for several years at that point. So we already had a, a chemistry together. Quinn and I are very different people. So that is going to make for an entertaining duo. And, you know, the, the subject was it was high stakes interviewing a guy that one of us is fucked. That's high stakes, awkward, uncomfortable. There's a lot of room for shit to go wrong. It's weird. We feel weird. So it was a little like an audio reality show. And the podcast has evolved, right? Very much so. OK, so can, can you sort of walk us through what it started as, what you thought it was going to be and then how it changed? Sure. Yeah, it started as a, one of us, you know interviewing a, a guy one of us has slept with. And then I had a boyfriend at the time that I was with for seven years who I broke up with him while the podcast was still happening. So we, and at the same time, Corinne broke up with her boyfriend and didn't, we didn't tell each other. So we had a big fun breakup episode, but after we kind of got through a lot of the the guys, cause I, my number was pretty low. Um, I, uh, we started interviewing people that we were curious about that have been through things that are, you know, under the topic of umbrella topic of sexuality, but not necessarily anything we had touched upon before, like sexual assault. We're going to want a comic to come on and talk about that because then the comic will be able to make jokes about it and it happened to them. So they are allowed to. And then that eases the pressure behind the, the heavy emotions that are that come with getting raped. So and not being afraid to talk about something like that tiptoeing around it is only going to make everything worse. So it kind of evolved into us talking about really darker topics, but having comedians lead the way, lead that conversation so that there was definitely going to be laughing at it with us, at us, everything. And then we got into experts. And then I would say the first like famous, well, we had, we've had Dan Savage on, which uh, as far as sex podcasting goes, he's the OG. Awesome. And the first person that we had that was like really, really, really famous was Amber Rose. We just emailed her lawyer and her lawyer got back to us and was like, yeah, come over to Amber house and we're like okay cool and so she trusted us and that was nice that episode ended up coming out the exact same day that kanye west was tweeting about fingers up his ass so we got in all the press it was like truly pr gods were on our side could not believe the timing of that so luck had a lot to do with it wow yeah sometimes you just get handed a gift like that right like it just yeah. works out 
Yeah, that's so. We were cool. asked to do a TED talk within the first year. Like it was, it was very apparent that we were on to something because the press that we got was insane. Who are some of the other guests you've had on? Oh, okay, we've had, oh gosh, we've had Charlemagne the God. We had like Nikki Glaser, Rachel Feinstein. Oh my God, one of my favorite interviews, Jessica Kirsten, like all our comedian friends, Tim Dillon, Mayron Kagani, uh, Yamanika Saunders. We've had Ari Shafir on. He showed us his balls. He asked if it was okay, and we said yes. Um. We went to Jay Wow's house from the Jersey Shore and we interviewed Fran Drescher at her house. Bobby Lee, that was really funny. Um, it, we kind of, yeah, we kind of just got all the great comedians on, which was amazing. I really want to get Chappelle on. That's that's next on my list. Yeah, Miss Pat was our first live episode. That was at Montreal at JFL. That was incredible. That was one of the best interviews we've ever done. Yeah, we've had a ton, a ton, a ton of people. Amanda Knox. Wow, that's great. Awesome. One of the questions I really wanted to ask her, but I I had to get to a level in the interview where she felt comfortable enough because I liked that the subject was sex. So we kind of had an excuse to ask people these really personal questions. I wanted to ask her if she'd ever masturbated in prison. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get to the level <laughs> where it's OK to ask her that. But that was the last thing I asked her, like after interviewing her for an hour and a half. And she was like, actually, I learned to masturbate in prison. And I was like, wow. Shit. Whoa. Yeah. But Corinne and I, we just get on the same level with the guests pretty immediately. That's that's so awesome. Yeah. And so um, what are there any topics that you don't like want to talk about on the podcast or is it like guest specific, like whatever, like you feel it out with the you know particular guest? Yeah, we always fill it out with the guests. We ask the guests before every interview if there's anything they don't want to touch on just because it's about sexuality. So would you recommend us doing that? I mean, we don't we're not talking necessarily about sex, but do you think that's a good idea? To, so the guests feel more comfortable? Or is there anything you think that we can do to make our guests feel comfortable? So you're having guests on that have expertise in a certain area that you want to learn, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming that based off of that, them agreeing to do the podcast means they're okay to talk about that. So stay within the topic. And I don't, I don't think you have to ask them that. Sure. How do you go around booking your guests? You email them, you cold call through friends, all that kind of stuff. DM, email. Uh, we have a booker, but a lot of times, Corinne and I, if it's like a really famous person, I'll just DM them on Instagram and, and just see. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So that's how we can yeah. get some guests. Yeah. I DM'd Christina, by the way, I just want to say. Yeah. Well, that's so I, I took get. initiative. It's a good get, good first get, yeah. dude. I'm proud of you. Where you had to wait for Christina to tell you to DM people, I took the initiative and went ahead and DM Christina. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't ask for permission, just do it. Any of your interviews ever go wrong and you didn't end up airing them? No, they went wrong, but we aired them. Ah, okay. Nice. Well, maybe that's the key is to keep it going. So if something does happen, you, you know. Just... Was there a moment where you're like, this was crazy? Mm -hmm. This was absolutely crazy. Yeah. Do we air it or do we not? And was it like a conversation between you and Corinne for a while? Were you like debating about it? Oh, there was no debate. It, we were airing it. Uh, but I was, th there was only one time I forget, you know what? And I forget who the guy was. It was a comedian. Him and Corinne got in a, a big fight and he was being a cunt. He was being a big old cunt. And Corinne doesn't let people slide with that shit. I do. Well, I used to. Now I don't, which is nice. I got some balls. But yeah, she doesn't let people slide with anything. And that gets under people's skin when they want to hide stuff and be fake. And so you come on the podcast and you're going to be a fake piece of shit. We're going to call you out on it because don't agree to do it if you're going to be a pussy. <laughs> I'm summarizing. Yeah. And then I, you know, after the interview, the guy left and I, I was like, I don't know. Are we going to air that? And she's like, yeah, hundred percent. We're going to air that. I'm like, okay. That's amazing. Wow. Well, it has the feedback been from your, uh, your friends and family, like specifically like your parents. And I don't know if you have brothers and sisters, but about this, the podcast. Corinne's mom is like our number one fan. She listens to every episode. Great. She thinks it's great. 
my mom, I hid the name of the podcast from for a while. She found out and was upset, but you know, not my, I mean, not my problem really. But uh, at the if you guys be cuddled, doesn't you know, it doesn't really flow. Yeah, I have one older brother. He thought it was a great idea. He's like, I'm not listening to it, but that's a great idea. And then Corinne's brother has dated some of our fans. Like, well, not because of that, but, you know, two of the women he's dated were like guys who fucked fans. <laughs> like at Corinne's oh, Christmas. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, just, it just so happens that, you know, our demographic, our, our biggest demographic is women in their mid-20s. So. Sure. Do you know your fans personally, a lot of them? A lot of them, yeah. One of them got our signatures tattooed on, on his arm. And so I gave him my number. I was like, yeah, you can have it. It's fine. <laughs> he has all these famous people's like signatures tattooed on his arm. And one night, I forget what state we were in, but we were touring. And he emailed us and asked if we, he can get our signatures tattooed. And we're like, yeah, can we come? Like, I want to be there. And uh, yeah. That's amazing. I actually remember I was doing a show. I used to produce a show at the comic strip. And I remember having Corinne on one night. And this was when you guys were like pretty early on in the podcast. And you might have been a year in at that point. Mm -hmm. And I remember like people in the crowd, Corinne like came in, did a quick spot left. And I was there the whole night. And people came out after like a few girls. And they were like, um, is Corinne still here? Because we traveled from London to come see her. Like, and I was like, wow, the power of this podcast is I remember like thinking like, cause I heard it was popular, but like seeing it like that and yeah. experiencing it like firsthand, I was like, wow, this is crazy, man. Yeah. 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 That happens a lot. You know what? The funny part too is if any of our fans hook up with a male comic, we hear about it. Good or bad. We hear about like, it's almost like we're the principal <laughs> male comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Because they know we'll fucking take care of it if they weren't. We'll inquire if they were, were treated poorly, depending on who it was and if we know them and feel like saying something. Well, you were talking about like a minute ago, like about somebody being like a fake piece of shit on, uh, on the podcast. Yeah. Can you talk more about that. Like in what in what context were they being fake? I was just putting on an act, like pretending to be arrogant about something that it's like, no, I really want to have a conversation about this. I think the guy was bisexual, but he was also a little homophobic. And so there was a dichotomy there. And so we wanted to talk about that. And he was acting like he wasn't. He, he's never said anything homophobic in the past when he very clearly did. And I believe I'm pretty sure that that's what it was. And Krim was like, bull fucking shit. You're lying. Stop. Like, don't don't. You know, you want to get to the truth. You don't. I think we promised ourselves that we weren't going to spout bullshit on the podcast. We were going to be honest. Do you mm -hmm. feel like some people come on as guests? and try to like specifically like put put out put out this like nice image or something yeah. that's not true or not honest like don't you feel like like because podcasting is supposed to be a really honest platform right i mean like yeah you're supposed to just get to the rawness of it right well in ours yeah not every not every single one though some of them it's like celebrity gossip and that's just for fun and that can that should be for fun mm -hmm. not every conversation has to be like did your dad rape you you know right mm -hmm. so getting back to create a successful podcast do you think doing live episode something that eric and i should consider yeah you got to get your dynamic going well like you got to play off of each other and stuff but absolutely yeah it's fun have a guest that's their their strength is a topic that's really funny or could be funny potentially have a lot of jokes about it let's show you real quick how eric and i can play off each other give us like a topic watch us riff mm, shoes Oh man, every time I come to Eric's, Eric, you make me take off my shoes every time I come to your apartment, dude. Yeah, because I'm not wearing shoes, so I don't want to feel like one of us has shoes and the other one doesn't. Oh, okay. What do you think? Wow. 
That was okay. That wasn't, you got to work on it more. All right. We'll work on it. But it is true. He makes me take off my shoes. And then I have to make sure that I have nice socks on that match each time I come over here because I don't want to be that guy that stinks up his apartment. Okay. Well, after that, all that excellent riffing, I think we should get back to uh, to podcasting. That was good, though. That was a good dynamic. Yeah. Do you think it's important, Christina, to get sponsored? Yeah, we got we did sponsors about two years in, I would say. Yeah. Nice. So you went commercial free for two years. Yeah. I wanted to make money uh, at the beginning. Corinne was not didn't want to make money off of it. Like we didn't all we also did not understand that a podcast could give you can make. Wow. Good money. Good Good money, my friends, if you get big. We didn't know that. I knew that Mark Marin made money because I listened to Mark Marin. I listened to Dan Savage and I heard them read ads. I wanted to jump into the ads before Corinne did so that we were, you know, talked about and I was kind of just waiting until she was comfortable with it because, you know, we both have to agree on something. That's that's the other thing. When you're working with another person, you really have to treat that relationship like it's a marriage. Put work into it. And really be on your toes and make sure you're being respectful and kind and courteous. Like really go out of your way to be courteous and kind to your podcasting partner. Yeah, like, uh, you look really good today, Eric. Thank you. In a way that's going to resonate with them. You know, if Eric doesn't give a shit how he looks, then that won't matter. Oh, no, he does. but I he do. Spent that's time doing it. Okay, then great. I just don't care if he thinks I look good, but I do care if I look good. Okay. All right. Well, that's something you can unpack later. <laughs> That sounds good. I think we're doing good so far. I think we're crushing, man. Dude, are the advertisers going to interrupt this episode and be like, uh, hey, we want you to sponsor? Because we don't have ads. No, no, no. I'm saying are the brands going to like interrupt? Well, yeah, you can. So I have a solo podcast that I just started doing ads on. I Actually, I'm re- going to record it after this. And I have my <laughs> props. <laughs> These are her. I have a fart machine. Because I think it's funny. And then I have this. This is my last word. No. So like all like all the my solo podcast is just me going. So I'll I'll have little jokes for these buttons sometimes. What's your solo podcast? It's called The Voices in Our Heads. It's like a stream of consciousness. But I you know what I do doing a solo podcast is what was what made me able to be a headliner and do an hour of stand up comedy. No problem, because I proved to myself that I can talk for at least an hour every week by myself. I remember your podcast like taking off like Corinne was like hosting an open mic that I would like drop in and do new spots. I'm like, I remember at New York at like the terrible New York comedy club, like before <laughs> I bought it, like the, yeah. Just awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then your podcast like took off. Right. And then all of a sudden you get all these opportunities that you might be ready for. You might not quite be ready for yet or whatever. Yeah. So I remember that being the buzz. I remember it being like, our, you know, their, their podcast is so hot and you were getting spots at all these like clubs or whatever. And I remember seeing you for the first time going like, man, she's really funny. Oh, good. And I didn't want you to be. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because I didn't know you and like you had this like really popular podcast and like a comedian's brain just goes like, oh, she didn't earn it. You know, like kind right. of, I was remember, right. I remember thinking like she's so funny and I always thought Corinne was, but but it's cool to be able to sort of fill those shoes, right? To be like, okay, this is my podcast. You know me from my podcast. Now I'm going to get on stage and kill and prove to you that I'm a great comedian also. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a lot. Our audience was not typically, you know, comedy fans. And so we got them into comedy by having these comedians on like Mehran Kagani, Jessica Kirsten, like all these brilliant people, power of taking a serious topic and throwing it to a bunch of comedians. That is a cure-all for the thing. So it got people going to comedy clubs more, which I'm very proud of because we kind of had to yell at our audience that when we first started touring, we would go out and the women would be just wasted. And we're like, guys, 
this is not how you be a comedy audience. And we yelled at them because we were fucking mad. We wanted to do our sets. So, but they didn't know either. So we kind of like spent a couple months on the podcast, like teaching them how to be a comedy audience. Like you don't, when the comedian asks a question, it's rhetorical. don't answer. Like you don't, you know, you know when to answer and when not. And we gave examples and all this stuff. So, and, and then we saw an immediate difference on, on when we went on tour with the audience. And now it's, we always just hear like people just follow the comics that have been on and it's great. Like they get a lot of followers and they get a lot of new fans, which I really, really love. Like just really getting people more immersed in the, in the comedy world. I appreciate from a comedian perspective that you guys make the rules about how comedy audiences should behave and sort of like give that info and insight to, to your listeners. Because like, I feel like now that there's enough popular comedian podcasts, it seems like the average audience member knows not to yell out, knows, you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like that really has affected the way people behave at shows. And so I guess, you know, thank you. No problem. Uh, It was, uh, there was, we saw so much disrespect (laughs) the first tour. I think our anger really was memorable to them, which is great because because and also too what happened and and so many comics have really hot podcasts now. And it's like, yeah, motherfuckers, we're good at this. We're really good at talking. Comics are really good at talking. And there's just so like in L.A., like Chris D'Elia, I, I was such a big fan of his solo podcast. I liked it more than a stand up. I was like, this guy is so fucking funny on the solo podcast like that i'm like oh that's what i want to do like i want to that's why i wanted to have my own solo podcast because i'm like i want to find that rhythm like it's really special and it's a similar rhythm to when you're on stage is it like a topic you want to talk about some bullet points and you kind of just like riff off of it for like an hour or whatever exactly yeah and i kind of just go to my joke notes folder and i just go what do i what's what's like what are jokes that i want to write and they're just, you know, about the topic, whatever the topic I wrote. And so I'm just, I riff on it. And then I, I have an assistant transcribe it. And that's my stand-up. Wow, that's so helpful. I just started doing that. Yeah, I just started doing that a couple weeks ago. Because I was like, you know what? Listen back. And she's young. She's 25. So I'm like, what makes you laugh? Like, what what do, do you think is funny? Because it's I mean, it's something I said. So I'm going to say it again if, if, you know, and and it's worth exploring. So, yeah, I had her transcribe it. Yeah. Another thing that I told somebody that I think is a good idea is if you do a podcast on one specific topic, like a friend of mine who runs like a spiritual classes and stuff, she was doing these beta programs for services she wanted to offer. And she wanted to do a podcast on spirituality. She's a lot of expertise, a lot. And she's going to, it's mainly going to be her. And I said, yeah, after you do that for about eight months, have somebody transcribe it and then obviously edit, have an editor and go through it. But that's a book. Right. Of course. Yeah, that's so smart. Uh, Christina, before we let you run, I have a, I have to know what has been the best part about uh, doing your podcast? Being respected in the comedy world. Yes, that's wow. so big, right? Wait, and- Hands down, that's all we wanted. <laughs> Even more so than the podcast world. Yeah, to be respected by like, I remember Chris Gethard and Mike Berbiglia like told Corinne at a show once that they like love the podcast. And I was like, this was years ago. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Like every comic has heard of it. Like Joe Rogan started talking about it. Like all these big comics that you're like, holy shit to be respected by them. That is like, oh my God. Amazing. And I love that answer just as, you know, as a, as a comic, I just love that answer so much. Clout baby. 
it's fun. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Christina, for your time today. I think we learned a lot about podcasting. Thank you for all your notes. Yeah, and gut- I love that this was nice and short and to the point. It's good. Before we let you go, thank you. Do you have any feedback for, for us? Any last minute pointers? I, I think you're doing a great job so far. I, two mics is my only note. Two mics. Wow, that's it, dude. Wow. That's it. We're not so bad. We're perfect otherwise. Christina, thanks so much for coming on, man. It was so it was so nice to catch up with you. And we also hope you learned something too. I did. This was really fun. I have to record my solo podcast, so this is my warm-up. This is my warm-up, so I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Christina. Keep on podcasting. You too, guys. I'll see you around. Don't stop trying. Our first podcast is done. It's in the books. Eric, what did you learn about podcasting from Christina? That it's so easy, Marcus. What did you learn? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that difficult just to riff with you for a couple. No, it seems like it's a lot of work, a lot more work than I thought it was. So we're going to be persistent, put out episodes every week and get interesting guests. That is my goal. Hell yeah, mine too. Thanks so much for listening to Marcus and Eric. Learn stuff from smarter people. I'm Eric Newman. I'm Marcus Monroe. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials and we'll see you next week. Love you. Have you ever thought about being a sex worker? Or robbing a bank? Or maybe you're bored and thinking of climbing Mount Everest on a whim. If you've got a bad idea, we've got good advice from the people who've been there. Hi, I'm Marty Caproni. And I'm Joe Garrix. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Good Advice for Bad Ideas, right here on the Paperhouse Podcast Network. It will be interesting. We promise.